You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. It is Jack Hoffman of Team Jack coming out of the field right now. There's fourth down and short. Jack Hoffman has been adopted really by this football team. A young man who has battled brain cancer is on the field right now for the Huskers. One more snap for Taylor Martinez, too, who will hand it off to Jack. So Taylor gets the shotgun set, gives it to Jack. Here he goes. He's got blockers out in front. There he goes. running the midfield. Listen to this crowd. As Jack Hoffman, the young man, that, as I mentioned, has really been adopted by this football team to score a touchdown. Oh, wow. What a moment. And both benches empty. That, that was a moment right there. Wow. Goosebumps. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as we start the news off with some sad news here in, in the Husker Nation world as Andy Hoffman, the father of Jack Hoffman, who you just heard there from the 2013 spring game, who scored the legendary touchdown in that game, uh, passed away with his own battle of brain cancer. And it, it, it was only, you know, it, it, it was this so crazy to think his own son battled pediatric brain cancer for years and won the battle, so to speak, played high school football this year as a freshman in Atkinson, Nebraska, has raised millions of dollars for pediatric brain cancer, fueled by a moment in 11 and 12 with Rex Burkhead with the 2013 spring game being kind of the pinnacle of that, uh, that Andy Hoffman uh, had brain cancer and, and, and battled that himself, passed away here in, in his home in Nebraska here on Monday. And, and guys, um, you know, you just think about Nebraska football the last 10 years, and obviously there haven't been any championships. There haven't been – you know, very many big bowl wins. But you think about that moment and, and, and the moments that we've seen. And, you know, Andy Hoffman's persistence and his passion towards his son, towards raising pedi- awareness for pediatric brain cancer and money for that cause, um, you know, that led to one of the greatest moments that we've seen in Nebraska football the last 10 years or so, um, a cul- culminated by the ESPY Award in the summer of 2013 for the best sports moment. Um, and, you know, to, to, to see Andy and all the people he touched, I mean, it just just a tragedy uh, that he's lost his life here at 42 years old. Well, what made that moment so special was not only that, you know, that cool they gave him a chance to, uh, to do that, but how organic it was and how, you know, I guess we're reading stories about it that, you know, um, you know, Jack and Andy and the, and the Hoffman family didn't even know that was going to happen. You know, they were just there kind of following around. And, you know, C.J. Zimmer, who was a real close, uh, you know, f- former player to, to that family, kind of orchestrated that and brought up the idea. Bo Pelini ran with it, gave it the green light immediately. And just the way it kind of played out uh, was so cool. And, again, it wasn't one of those forced deals where people are kind of just doing it for PR. They, they did it because, um, you know, it was, it was an awesome thing to do. And again, it's a memory that, you know, almost a decade later, we're, we're still talking about. It's still being aired on Big Ten Network. You know, when they're showing little clips of like great moments in each program, 
Nebraska's is Jack Hoffman scoring that touchdown. So, um, you know, that when that news came out uh, the other day, and I, the immediate reaction from everyone who has any affiliation with Nebraska sports, fans, media members, coaches, players, uh, it was all just, just total sorrow because of what this family had already gone through, had already overcome. And then, you know, for something like this to happen, it's like, you know, why do things like that have to, ha- have to happen to such good people? Yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but uh, you know that moment is certainly something that's going to live on forever. I got kind of got goosebumps. We just hearing the crowd cheer in the background of that sound clip there. But you know, one thing that always has stood out to me about the whole situation is how um, <clears throat> you know they they could have you know there's a, probably a million different ways they could have handled the attention that they got from that and. Uh, they, they used it for good. They kind of harnessed all that energy and uh, created, you know, quite the foundation. They've raised uh, so much money. Millions of dollars. Yeah, for, for um, you know, the, to fund research to, to help cure uh, pediatric brain cancer. And, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, even though this is, you know, completely sad and, and, and just unimaginable that this has happened, I think that this is, you know, the, the Team Jack Foundation, you know, is going to continue to go on for a long, long time. Yeah, and something that started with a simple bracelet campaign in 2011, then later turned into a T-shirt campaign that sold 14,000 T-shirts, $275,000 was the initial check uh, given towards pediatric brain cancer. And before that... Um, you know, n- nobody was raising money or awareness for that cause. I mean, they, they barely had, I think, any six-figure donations of any kind until Team Jack came along. Um, and and the, the Nebraska fan base deserves a lot of credit. I mean, that, that was something that caught fire. I mean, it was like a Facebook, social media phenomenon. Everybody was wearing the Team Jack shirts. It was Team Jack days around the state. All for this little boy and all because his father had the passion to push this. I mean, the kid was six years old and Jack was an attorney in Atkinson and um, just was the engine that drove this thing and his passion and persistence. I remember we had Big Red Wrap Up and and they came in and, you know, Atkinson, Nebraska guys is almost a four hour drive from Lincoln. And I mean, they drove in on a school night and um, were on with us till eight o'clock and drove back and Jack went to school the next day, you know? And I mean, they, they were really pushing their efforts and their cause all the way, all the way through, and to see Jack play high school football this year, uh, I'm sure that was special for his father Andy, who, when he found out the news that he had brain cancer, um, you know his his days were numbered. So uh, we always will remember Andy Hoffman, the contributions uh, that he has made here, not only for pediatric brain cancer, but to the state and to everyone he's touched here um, over the last seven or eight years. Well. Before we go here and into break, guys, uh, Robin, I did want to get to the other major story of the week, um, and we're going to talk a full segment on Nebraska basketball. But Teddy Allen officially parted ways, left the team, opted out, however you want to phrase it, this week. Six days after he scored 41 points, Nebraska basketball's won two in a row without Teddy Allen, and we'll get into that more in our next segment. Um, but just give me your... And you know more about this than probably anybody, Robin. Give me your take on this Allen situation. Well, I mean, obviously for a lot of people, this came as zero surprise, the way that it ended the way it did. Um, I think that includes 
to an extent, Nebraska. You know, when they recruited Teddy Allen, they were fully aware of his story and some of the quote-unquote baggage that, that comes along with him. And, you know, they, they were willing to take that gamble. And they, they saw the talent that he had, his ability to score in so many different ways, uh, as non-traditional as his style may be. Uh, you know, he, he's named Teddy Buckets for a reason because, uh, you know, few players can score like he can. And so they, they took a risk and they brought him in and, uh, you know, had a support system around him, both within the program and, and also, uh, you know, his uh, family and, and, and people that are close to him out in uh, in Boys Town, and so that was kind of the hope that by having that kind of circle of uh, people he can trust, that was going to help him forward. And clearly, uh, it had some ups and downs. You know, for for every breakout game like the forty-one point game or the game winner against Penn State, uh, you know, there was the the game in Minnesota where he was benched per coach's decision. And you know, the last couple games uh, before he uh, transferred out, you know, he played ten minutes in that win over Minnesota. So. I think that was something that had been building for a while. Uh, probably the, the the straw that really got things going was uh, the first game back against Michigan State when he goes one of ten from the field with three turnovers, just looked totally disengaged, and then got benched the very next game at Minnesota. I don't know if that relationship ever really recovered from there, and things just kind of progressively got to the point where it got to where he, he just decided it was time to move on. And Nebraska, I think you could say it was a mutual decision. Um, and with the way that they played against Rutgers, it really shows that, you know, to, as good as Teddy is and as well as he can score the basketball, sometimes, you know, there is such a thing as addition by subtraction. And Nebraska's ball movement and chemistry on offense looked better than it had all year. And it's, I think it's not unfair to say there's a direct correlation where a player that requires so much volume uh, with the basketball in his hands like Teddy Allen is not out there, suddenly the ball movement is at its best. All right, we'll continue this Nebraska basketball con uh, conversation here next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.